Next, this month's special series, Focus on Global Medicine. ReachMD is taking an in-depth look at how medicine is working toward health and longevity for people around the world. Join us all this month for the latest medical research and treatment across borders. Hadassah Medical Center in Jerusalem has been described as an island of sanity. As the only level one trauma center in the city of Jerusalem, it's a place where people of often conflicting religious ideologies meet and collaborate as doctors, hospital staff, and patients. You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Bernholtz, and my guest is Dr. Shlomo Mor Yosef, Director General of Hadassah Hospital. He's visiting the United States, and he was able to make time to speak with us by phone. Dr. Mor Yosef, welcome to ReachMD. Thank you very much. Dr. Mor Yosef, Hadassah Hospital has been viewed by many people across the world as a successful microcosm of Arab and Israeli coexistence. Can you tell us about that sentiment? You know, a hospital is a humanitarian organization, and the hospital serves all the population that uh, live in the catchment area of a hospital. So people that don't talk to each other on a regular day are coming to the same place, which is a hospital, can share the same room and the same waiting area and be treated by the same doctors. And in this setup, the behavior is changed. And this is what we experience at Hadassah. Hadassah serves the population of Jerusalem. We have Jews, we have Arabs, we have ultra-Orthodox Jews, we have secular Jews, and all of them are coming to benefit from the high level of medicine that we can provide. But at the same time, when they come to the hospital, they have to forget all what's happening outside the hospital. And this is a major challenge to all of us. It must be a pretty interesting, typical day at Hadassah Hospital, or is that a term that even exists where your hospital is concerned when we use the term typical day? When people come to visit and they walk the corridors and they see Jews and Arabs, you know, just feeling comfortable with each other, and, you know, it's very easy to see Jews and Arabs because the code of dressing is different. So it's not that you have to ask someone if he is a Jew or is Arab or ultra-Orthodox or secular. By the code of dressing, you can know. And you see how relaxed they're all uh, over there. But at some time, I mean, when we experience uh, many terror attacks in which outside uh, we really kill each other, and then uh, inside they continue to come either as regular patients or victims of terror attacks. And sometimes a terrorist comes and his relatives come as well. So... There is some sort of uh, build uh, tension inside the hospital, and people are looking at the team, doctors and nurses, what they are going to do. Are they going to treat everybody at this, you know, uh, very special moment, or are they going to do some sort of discrimination, so to speak? And we are very proud that the spirit of Hadassah is that we treat every patient according to the severity of his disease. And it doesn't matter what it did one minute before we enter the hospital. Well, let's focus in on this theme of terror attacks, as you had talked about, given that your hospital is right in the heart of Jerusalem. Hadassah is Jerusalem's only level one trauma center, and you must unfortunately see a very large number of blast injuries. So tell us about the hospital's expertise in this area. Yeah, but as you said in the beginning, it's only one level one trauma center in Jerusalem. We have in Israel about five level one trauma centers. But when you stand in the admitting area of the trauma center and you see, you know, normal people or usual people or citizens, I mean, young and old, and they just uh, ride a bus or just, uh, you know, came from a disco party or from a restaurant. So it's not just that you treat a casualty. It's not like treating someone for a car accident. 
which you know it happens and, and you are trained to do it, but you put into it uh, all your values and all your anger and your, all your expectation and you look around, maybe one of your family members can be one of these victims or one of your neighbors or one of your friends. So it uh, adds uh, another dimension to the treatment. And then you have to control yourself and say, okay, I have a white coat. I have to behave professionally in the way I was taught. And this is a real challenge. And this is what we try to train our people from medical school till uh, on-the-job training. And this is where uh, we are evaluating ourselves at the end of the day. You know, and it's clear that a hospital like Hadassah that deals with so many traumatic injuries of this nature has a lot of lessons that the rest of us over here in the United States can learn from. So one thing that I wonder about is how the staff deals with seeing so much trauma day after day. I mean, does the staff stay mentally prepared? And if so, how do they do so? We put a lot of effort in order to give some support, uh, training activities, uh, groups to our team. And uh, unfortunately, the group that uh, really are feeling that are, you know, above all this are the doctors. And nurses and social workers and all the technicians, they all came to this support group in order really to get help. And doctors feel like we are doctors, we don't need it, but they really needed it very, very much. And we made a lot of effort to convince them that they are part of the team and they need it. And I'm very happy that we took all our teams of the trauma and intensive care and operating rooms, all of those who were exposed to the trauma at the time of occurrence, and we did some support groups to many of them, and not 100% success. For our listeners who are just tuning in, you're listening to this month's special series, Focus on Global Medicine on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Matt Bernholtz, and I'm talking with Dr. Shlomo Mor Yosef, Director General of Hadassah Medical Organization in Jerusalem. Hadassah Hospital is the only level one trauma center in Jerusalem. Well, why don't we shift gears for a second? I want to come back to this topic soon, but I understand that Hadassah has a new building in the works or tower. It's the uh, Sarah Wetzman Davidson Tower. Now, what's the purpose of this new expansion? You know, like any other medical center uh, all over the world, we are all the time planning for the future. Hadassah Hospital in this location was built in 1955, so we are talking about 56 years old building, and we would like to build the future So we can't wait for the future. We have to build it uh, right now. And the purpose of this is, first of all, to move to more a modern building, uh, that all the infrastructure for the new technology, computers, robotic surgery, laparoscopic surgery, MRI in the operating rooms, city in the operating rooms, all this technology that the infrastructure of the existing building can't support. And at the same time, the the expectation of the patient for more privacy and a more friendly user building. And uh, at the same time, we have to be, uh, you know, friendly to the environment. And to be green hospital is a place that can uh, really harm the environment. And when you take all this into consideration uh, and you see your facility, and at the same time, you would like to keep the high level of medical care and medical research. So it's obvious that you have to build uh, some sort of a new infrastructure. And this new uh, Sarah Etzman Davidson uh, Tower, which is a 1 million square feet building with 19 floors and 500 beds and 20 operating rooms, this is our goal for the next two years. And we're already halfway through. That's remarkable. And what really interests me here is that I understand the impetus for medical care improvements, for better research equipment, labs, technology. But I also understand that, as you put it, 
the new building's planned facilities are remarkable in a couple of ways, one being that the construction is environmentally green, and another being that it has a better infrastructure to protect against potential attacks. And I'd like to talk about each of those in turn. Let's talk at first about the environmentally green nature of the construction. Tell us about that. I mean, in order to build this new building, we had uh, to demolish uh, an existing building. I must say that I was amazed. We decided that we are going to, you know, act and take all the green action, let's so to speak. And really, we recycled the entire building. I mean, everything from glass to metal to uh, stones, everything was recycled. So the entire building. And then we dig down and all what we took from the ground, we recycled and we reused. This is when we started to build. At the end of the building, uh, I hope that this uh, building will be uh, friendly to the environment from the energy point of view, from water, the way we are using the water, the recycling part of the water, water from, uh, you know, different resources. Uh, so the main point is energy and water, and of course all the waste, uh, waste that, uh, and we build uh, some very modern waste handling uh, center. So this is part of the program uh, that we took upon ourselves uh, in planning the new building and now building the new building. As to the second point, I mean, we are living in the Middle East, we are living in Jerusalem, uh, we are praying for peace, we are practicing peace in our facility, but we at the same time we prepare for war, and uh, war in the Middle East is not something that you can, uh, you know, ignore. So when we planned the building, we decided that uh, the operating room will be five floors below ground level. We'll be able to operate in any type of war, conventional and non-conventional. And at the same time, we also build the intensive care units uh, as bomb shelters. And on top of it, uh, all the five floors below ground level are equipped with all the infrastructures that in time of war will be able to move patients from above ground level to below ground level. So in time of war, we'll be able to treat our patient in a very safe uh, environment. And it's so interesting for me to hear that because when I look at the common sentiment around Adasa Hospital as a cultural meeting point, a active peacemaking center, and then I also look at the hospital towers designed to help withstand these kinds of attacks and very forward planning of that, it sounds like a case of expecting the best but preparing for the worst. I mean, do you think that's accurate? Yeah, I mean, obviously, this is exactly how you put it. We all the time practicing, and I mean, the best way in a peace environment, but we have to be prepared and uh, being prepared, hopefully we won't have to use use it, uh, like you buy an insurance, you prepare yourself for the wars, and you are praying that you will never use this insurance. But at the same time, it's a huge investment, and right now we are investing in something that hopefully we won't use. And how unique is that structural design compared to other institutions internationally? It's a modern facility that uh, you can find like this in, in different places. But, you know, when you build now, it's more modern than what someone built uh, in, in other places a year ago or two years ago or three years ago. So this is uh, really the cutting edge of technology of University Medical Center. And on top of it, it's uh, the notion of uh, getting ready for war, which is uh, very unique to Israel and to Jerusalem. And fortunately, you don't have to do it here. You know, I'm assuming that your average hospital architectural firm is not an expert in nuclear strong design. So who have you worked with to design this? First of all, we have an Israeli firm, uh, but in Israel, we don't build many hospitals uh, every year. So uh, we also contracted with uh, HKS, uh, which is a firm in Dallas, Texas. They have an experience in hospital buildings. As for the security and preparedness, 
we did it with the Homeland Security uh, in Israel. They have a lot of experience, and they gave us all the regulation and the needs uh, in order to meet uh, all the standards and criteria. And does the Hadassah Medical Organization actively promote this structural resiliency built into the tower, or is it cautious in making news there for whatever defensive tones that might set? I can't say that we promote it. I mean, uh, we build it. This is a code of building in Israel. Uh, we try to do it the best way uh, possible. And, I mean, we, when we present the project, obviously we present what we are doing. But this is not the major issue. The major issue is really a modern university medical center, which all the, the facility and the infrastructure for the next, hopefully, 20, 50 years. And I think that's really nice to hear from you because the media often likes to pick up on some of the more unique characteristics. It's not simply a hospital. It's a hospital that could potentially withstand a nuclear attack, and they just latch on to that. But really, the main point is providing better care in a very unique environment. Absolutely. Now, let's not ignore one particular question here in that if we're talking about environmentally green structure, we're talking about better resiliency in your environment, potential ability to withstand attack, the cost must be astronomical to ensure both of those things. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I mean, in a hospital, you can't make money. In a university medical center, it's not for profit. And we try to give the best treatment at the lowest cost possible. I mean, we have to work economically, but this is not the only driving forces. We raise a lot of money in order to build these facilities. And when we calculated all the needs, we thought to ourselves that we can't ignore as the health institution, uh, not to look at the environment and what it can cause to the health of the people in the future. One last question, Dr. Mor Yosef. It seems that there's so much the U.S. and others around the world could learn from this particular center about how to deal with mass casualties and patient care through various kinds of warfare. So how does Hadassah share this expertise with the world? We are very open to share our knowledge in, in many fields, not just in this one. There was a conference in Washington in which uh, many... Uh, people from Homeland Security and from the Ministry of Health and uh, from other hospitals uh, were gathered in Washington and uh, I was invited to present more or less what we talked uh, right now and I gave all the information and we are open and we will be more than happy to share it with whoever is interested in uh, learning or practicing. It's not a secret, it's something that we have our experience and we'll be more than happy to share it with everybody. Well, Dr. Moore Yosef, thank you so much for taking the time to be a guest on ReachMD. Thank you very much. I've been talking with Dr. Shlomo Moore Yosef, Director General of Hadassah Medical Organization in Jerusalem. Hadassah is the only Level 1 trauma center in Jerusalem, and the hospital has a new facility in the works that will be equipped to care for patients in the midst of a nuclear attack. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Bernholtz. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on air. Please visit us at ReachMD.com, and as always, thank you for listening. You've been listening to this month's special series, Focus on Global Medicine. For a program guide and a complete list of shows, please visit us at ReachMD.com.